Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to all of our listeners and viewers. And assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to my guest today, my good friend Hafiz Ahmad Sabri. Ahmad, how are you doing today? Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Hafiz Asad, alhamdulillah, I'm doing well. Thank you very much for having me. And alhamdulillah, looking forward to our discussion today. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, it's, you know, good to, good to hear. Family is good, inshallah. Alhamdulillah, all good. So Hafiz has been on. He was one of my earliest guests uh, back in September of last year when I was uh, still, you know, basically in podcasting. I was still, I'm still, I'm still learning a lot. But you know, he was one of the ones who gave me his time at the beginning, and I really appreciate him for that because it's it's hard to find people who will give who will give the time and also will put in the effort to try to make something successful. But Jazakallah Khair for that. Um, uh, so Ahmad Alhamdulillah He's a Sharia auditor If I'm not mistaken Out in Bahrain He's uh, he's As we covered before as well We won't get into all the details Alhamdulillah is a graduate of uh, Graduate of IIUM And he's living in Bahrain now With his family He's originally from Atlanta Alhamdulillah his father And his brothers are still there And uh, they're a pivotal part of the Atlanta Muslim community For many many decades now Alhamdulillah so today, one of the topics that, you know, it just came up. And I earlier this week, I spoke with another Sheikh, Sheikh uh, Mufti Abdul Wahab Wahid. We spoke about self-admiration and narcissistic behavior. And this is basically related to that. And both of them are related to social media. And the topic we have on hand tonight is uh, when we, when we had, me and Ahmed, we had a discussion earlier and we were talking about who is really your friend? And redefining the word friend and follower in the era in the era of social media, in the age of social media. Right now we live in an era where everything is defined by how well you do on social media, may it be marketing, may it be sales, may it be friends, may it be the content you put out there. Literally, they look at your LinkedIn profile, they look at your Facebook profile, and they decide whether they want to hire you or not. And this topic, it became you know, such a, a pressing issue. It is a pressing issue. And no matter how much we discuss, discuss it, it's not going to go away. So there needs to be discussions about this because this literally affects your fiscal abilities. It affects your physical abilities. And it also affects your mental abilities. That it it's such a multifaceted topic that, you know, if you don't pay attention to social media, friends, followers, so on and so forth, it's it could make or break you. And so myself and Ahmed, we had been discussing this, that, you know, how important is this to each and every one of us? So we wanted to really discuss this today. And it's, you know, I, I really appreciate Ahmed for coming on for this topic. And we're just discussing this as friends of how in this era we can be healthy while being on social media. Because a lot of times social media is toxic for people. And it's so toxic, it could literally destroy every fiber of your mental health if not taken properly and people aren't there to help you. So, Ahmad, what would you like to tell us about this topic? How do you feel about this topic? I mean, for me, thank you very much for the uh, introduction, Brother Asadullah. Um, myself, you know, I look at it, um, or I started to look at it uh, after just some few personal experiences. And, um, you know, first and foremost, amongst all that was, you know, my own social media use. 
um, you know, when I first uh, when I first got introduced to social media, I was through a friend. You know, I wasn't uh, really looking for it or anything like that. But I think it was 2008, and um, and a friend told me like, you gotta get on Facebook. So I was like, uh, okay, what's that? So he's like, come on, let me show you. And this is like the 2008 version. I mean, it's it's crazy to think about it, but how much uh, Facebook has evolved uh, since then. And basically it was like, you know, you have this wall and you can write on the wall and there's pictures and you can tag people in pictures and people can tag you. And I was like, uh, you know, it looked interesting. Definitely it was something I had never seen before. Um, you know, but I didn't know if I needed it or I didn't need it or what. Um, but yeah, you know, I got on, it was like, you know, everybody's on there and it's the thing and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, you know, let's go for it. Um, so I got on, uh, I got on there and, uh, the beginning, you know, it was, it was what they now, you know, explain of like the, the slot effect, you know, the slot machine effect. Like every time you get like a notification, it's like, oh, it's a notification. You know, I got to click it, see what happened. Somebody commented, somebody, you know, replied, somebody tagged you in the picture. And I mean, it was just like, I remember I was, uh, yeah, I was like a teenager. I guess I was probably like 18 or something. And yeah, it was, it was kind of exciting, you know. <laughs> and uh, there was definitely periods where it was like, you know, you just keep thinking about it and thinking about it. Uh, and want to check it and stuff like that. And, you know, when you post something, you start getting the likes and you get more likes, and more likes, and you feel more good the more likes you get. You know, all of that stuff was there. From that until now, you know, fast forward 2020, 2021, where it's like, you know, I barely use it, I barely post. And just, just understanding what happens in between all of that. Um, you know, what different people go through, why some people stay on it, why some people back away from it, you know, and everybody else falls somewhere in between. Um, I have a few friends who never had Facebook or a few friends who got on it and then got off like pretty fast. Um, so yeah, you know, like, and in between that, there are those who get it and, you know, it makes negative impacts, you know, on life for them. So, you know, this is what, you know, led me to kind of be interested in this topic. And um, yeah, I mean, we'll get into some more details, but you know, that's what, um, that would, that's what made me realize that this is an important topic. Yeah, subhanAllah. So one of the things about me personally, last year when COVID started, um, I was contemplating completely removing myself from social media. So one of the things which I did, um, I unfriended a lot of people um, I started unfollowing almost everybody. And basically, uh, what I left my Facebook profile at, which I told in a few episodes back, was basically all I was getting was Quran, uh, ayats, and hadith in my Facebook feed. You know, basically, I negated everything. And it was, for me, it was trying to get my spirituality right. You know, get that spirituality at the right track and the right point. Because when COVID started, it was a make or break point for a lot of people. Religiously speaking, a lot of people lost their faith and a lot of people gained their faith because a lot of people for them, the masajid were their lifeline. And when they lost that lifeline, it really tore them apart. That even going for Jummah that one time a week 
was really what was keeping them right. And when they lost that, it really damaged their faith. So for me, it was more so an experience where I got to improve my faith by not removing Facebook altogether, but using it better. And then uh, when the time came and I thought about doing a podcast, I had to start using it heavily. I made another Instagram profile for my Facebook, uh, for my po podcast page, so on and so forth. So I'm using it more so for the podcast purposes. It's not really, if you look at my Instagram, there's like three posts or four posts. And if you look at my Facebook, either I post about the podcast or I post something related to the podcast. There's nothing really like personally being posted on there, really, you know, speaking. So we live in an era where now we're not going to talk right now about, you know, business or uh, employment perspective. We're going to talk about personal perspective where people measure your success by how many followers you have on Instagram, how many friends you have on Facebook, a little bit less now. And uh, what is your ratio on Instagram? Like people will look at it like, oh, well, you're following a thousand people, but 2000 are following you. Your ratio is good. Then they look at your engagement percentage that, oh, when people, they, there's the actual website that you can type in. Like I could type in your Ahmed OTG, uh, what's it called? Instagram tag. And it will show me your engagement percentage that when people, yeah. how many people will comment, how many people will like. And how often you interact with people who message or comment, so on and so forth. So you're even personally speaking, how you interact with people is being measured on the real analytical scale to see, you know, how aware and how alert you are of your social media. And a lot of times for people, if you have a bad ratio, you're following 2000 and you only have a thousand people following you. They'll be like, oh, why do you follow so many people and nobody really follows you back? And, and to me, that's, you know, sometimes some people don't care. Some people are following those pages to maybe Quran and Hadith pages or they're following some art pages or they're females following some, you know, makeup pages, so on and so forth to maybe learn something or gain some knowledge or, you know, yeah. see what the new trend yeah. is. But you also have this thing where, you know, people are judging you based on how many people follow you or how many friends you have on Facebook. How, yeah. how do you feel about that? Just personally speaking, how do you feel about that? And how do you think that's positive, negative, damaging, so on and so forth? So, I mean, this is all about the growing up process. You know, like I said, like the 2008, you know, um, approach or impression uh, towards social media versus 2020. And, you know, I think what really made me start changing how I think about all this stuff, uh, you know, is when that uh, Cambridge Analytica a uh, scandal happened, um, you know, um, I knew, you know, before that, um, you know, it can take a lot of time, you know, especially back in the day when we used to use uh, Facebook on PC, that was actually a lot more fun. <laughs> you know, nobody really does that anymore, but I, you know, using Facebook on PC was actually, you know, a lot more fun. The mobile experience, you know, you can spend a lot of time on it, but, you know, pictures are smaller and you know you can't uh, see as much stuff at the same time you know it's it's convenient but it's actually not as uh, enjoyable even though that's how i do it because just com pure convenience but i don't know uh, i think that you know using it on computer was uh, a lot more enjoyable it's not an immersive experience yeah yeah i mean you know uh, videos and pictures i mean you know bigger screen is uh, more enjoyable but either, um, anyway, um, you know, I used to 
try to get my followers up and you know stuff like that not really uh on facebook you know because and i it just got to the point where you know like facebook was just pushing my profile to all kind of people and you know all these weird people were sending me friend requests and uh, i was like okay this is this is the first thing i was like, okay these people are not my friends at all like i might have seen this person one time somewhere and then like okay they want to be a friend like no i don't want to see your stuff you know i i i I really, um, you know, had this feeling where I need to see what other people were doing. You know, it was just a few people that I wanted to see what they're doing. Other than that, you know, I followed the pages that, you know, give me good information. And, uh, you know, it's just kind of seeing what people are doing, you know, by chance. But, you know, it's mostly if I got something positive, you know, I try to post positive things. If I have something positive thing to share, you know, you know, I'll put it out there. Um, and that's basically what I used to do. So uh, when I first got onto Instagram, then I was like, okay, this is a new game. I kind of looked at it like a game. I was like, all right, let me figure this out. So, you know, I started posting things and trying to see how do you get followers because, um, you know, I, I got a few people imported from my Facebook. Then, But then I was like, okay, this thing is kind of like unlimited. You can get, you know, as many followers as you want, whereas Facebook, I'm like friends. You can have like, I think it's like 5,000 friends. And at one point, I was kind of like, you know, let me see if I can get the 5,000, you know, that'll make me look kind of famous and stuff like that. But then it was like, but, you know, how do you have 5,000 quality friends, you know? Like, uh, you know, quality was always still a concern for me. And I was like, it's going to be hard to get quality. But just organically, I think I got like at least half of that, you know, uh, with a good number. I think the majority, overwhelming majority are people that at least I had one decent conversation with, <laughs> you know, uh, there's a few random ones, like, I don't know where they came from, but you know, majority of them, I had a decent conversation. I don't have any like, you know, really weird, uh, people or whatever. Um, so it was okay. I was like, this is okay. But so when I got on the Instagram, I was like, okay, um, how do we grow this? So then it's all about, you know, the, the the posting and the time of the posting and you have to use the hashtag and stuff like that. Otherwise, you know, you have no, no chance. Um, so I started to do that and it's like, you know, I post, you know, take a nice picture and just put like hashtag photography or photo of the day or whatever, whatever. And you get all these people who like photography and stuff, you know, that might look at your picture and, you know, you get a few likes, get a few follows. So it's about kind of finding your niche, you know, so I would post stuff about, you know, business and I would put like, you know, hashtag like marketing or business or hustle or whatever. And, you know, I would get these pages and people that would like or follow and they're like, you know, on that niche. So I realized, you know, Instagram is kind of like a platform of niches, you know, you got to find your niche and then you post a lot in that area, you know, with the hashtags and then, you know, you can develop the following. So, uh, so, so you there's know, a brother I, in the comment section. Before I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but there's a brother yeah. in the comment section. He's speaking about what you're talking about, basically. He says sometimes because people are so driven by their followers and exposure rates, people will pay to have bots or groups to start frequenting your page to push your popularity. Now, how do you how do you feel about that? That's business, man. What you're talking about right now, this is exactly what he's asking about. No, I mean, this that's the higher level thing. That's like that's people like influencers and stuff like they're really trying to, you know, get up, you know, get their numbers up. But the average kid is not going to pay for 
bots and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, people who, who really want to grow their following and, you know, people who are trying to do, you know, Instagram as a business or whatever, then yeah, that's a convenient thing. But yeah, yeah, that, that's a, that was a higher level thing. But I was like me, I was like, you know, a guy with like 50 followers or something. I was like, you know, let me see if I can get 100, you know, let me see if I can get 200. So, you know, when I started to do that, you know, and, I, and when I started to get people to follow me who didn't know me, but were like following because of the content that I posted, I felt like I was figuring it out, you know. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, you know, whenever in the beginning, when you go to Instagram, you know, when you go to explore, you know, it just knows you're a man. So it just shows you a bunch of pictures of women, you know, and it was like, and I used to, you know, post about like business and stuff. So it shows you all these kind of like guys with the suits and expensive watches and women and stuff like they try to guess what you want to see uh so you have to you have to kind of train your instagram what i learned like you have to like click on a lot of uh, islamic stuff or like for me basketball like so just like keep clicking like on esp <laughs> and then eventually it'll clean up you know but after a certain point when i felt like i had figured the game out i was like okay this is enough because i can't like I have facebook instagram i have a twitter you know it's, it's out there somewhere you know facebook instagram twitter linkedin i can't do all of this man no i can't you know um and not not in a way that is gonna like you know i would like linkedin when i was uh right right when i was in my last year or two in masters and pretty much forever after that, I really started to kind of focus on LinkedIn because I was like, man, I need to make sure I get a job, you know, right when I'm done with this. So, you know, I used to actively take care of that. And I think that's the most productive platform of all because, you know, you post your ideas, you get recognition for it. Uh, you know, you meet real people. I think the overwhelming majority of people on there are real. You know, so that was that was like in the one that I focused on Facebook. Yeah, I got like a lot of old family and friends on there. But Instagram was like, you know, this is, I, I was late to the game. But I was telling you before when we spoke privately, I gave a, a speech to some kids, you know, like, it was, you know, Islamic talk to some kids, like young kids, you know, like 10, 11, 12, 13. And after they finished, they were really happy, you know, and these were kids like uh, from China or something, but they live in Malaysia. And they're like, oh, brother, do you have Instagram? I was like, uh, actually, I had it, and then I lost the password or something. I had a really nice handle, you know. I had like it was like Sabri zero one, like it was the best. Uh, but then I didn't use it for a long time, and then I, I don't know. They said my password is wrong, and they were like, if you want to reactivate this, you have to take a picture holding some numbers or something. I was like, come on, it's like a police mugshot thing, <laughs> so. <laughs> So I was like, no, I'm not taking a picture holding numbers, man. So I made a new one uh, just for them, basically, you know, just just to connect with these, uh, you know, these Generation Z uh, brothers and uh, sisters. And, uh, you know, that's when I realized, like, the world is changing. Like, you know, Facebook was the thing, you know, uh, like less than 10 years ago. But now it's like you say Facebook to some younger kids and they're like, oh, ew, disgusting. <laughs> Facebook, my that's that's what grandparents, that's what the grandpas and grandmas use, which is an actual fact. You know, uh, that is a true thing. There's, I mean, a lot of uh, like my uncles and aunts are on there, and they are grandparents themselves. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a uh, Facebook uh, because at, at one point I was working with a charity crowdfunding platform, and you know, I went into the marketing side of Facebook. That's when I also started to realize like 
every single thing you like, you know, you're getting profiled and categorized. That's also one of the things that like turned off my, uh, what can I say? It, it uh, starts to build that repulsion toward it. When you start seeing how you are the commodity, you know, that's a big turnoff, you know, for me. So it was like, you know, I didn't realize like, you know, I had done some surveys, like, you know, like uh, what kind of, uh, what kind of person are you survey, like back in 2009 or whatever, like it's yeah. still there and, you know, like weird pages that you might've just liked, you know, back in the day, all of that is there and it builds a profile, you know, uh, you know, uh, when you put your preferences, all of that, all of that goes into the marketing. So when people go into the Facebook marketing uh, tab, which anybody can do it, uh, you know, you can just choose. You want people from, I don't know where they start from, 15 to 95. <laughs> you know, you can choose whatever age group you want because they're all there. You know, Facebook is like a country, you know, how many people are on it. So a lot of things can be done. And that's when I realized this is not just that, you know, it's not that fun photo sharing thingy from 2008 anymore. You know, that those days are gone, man. This is really a business. And it's just like, yeah, it starts to feel really uncomfortable being a product. And it's not, it's not just you sharing pictures with your friends and chit chat with a few guys here. You know, it, it was, it was fun back in those days, but now it's just like, okay, you know, everything here is being tracked and shared and this and that. And uh, I, I found uh, there's a section in the app. If you go in the app on your phone, you can download like all of your footprint like i wanted to get mine but it was like almost three gigabytes so i need to like clear some space on my phone like it shows all your footprint i mean and even like the apps connected to facebook that have permission to see stuff about you on facebook when you just click install and you don't read terms and conditions so it's like i mean i have like i don't know 50 apps on my phone that somehow take data from Facebook, even though I haven't connected, like there's apps that say like, do you want to connect this to Facebook? Even if you don't click yes, they still get some information about you from Facebook. So it's just, you know, it, it feels exploitative at a certain point. It's just like, you know, I've, I've, I've had a good run. <laughs> you know, I had a good run. I did, I did pretty good. I got a good number of, uh, of friends and likes and whatever, but you know, I'm I'm not really down for this. So that though, you know, those things gradually happened to me, and it was just like, you know. And then also, when you go in the working field, you know, some people, you know, they look at your social media just to see what you're doing, you know, to see if they want to hire you or not hire you, or you know, see if you're like a risk to the company. So when you start getting more up there in in the professional world, you know, you can't just be, you know sharing anything you can't be posting anything so you know alhamdulillah when i started uh you know when i started a new job i also realized and even though they didn't say it but they're that kind of company where you know i was like yeah they probably do watch people's social media just to keep things you know because when you deal with uh, sensitive information you know you can't just be on the internet saying anything or doing anything so you know i had to limit a lot of things again um, so, you know, all of this made me wanted to, you know, pull out, but then when I started to see the, you know, also there's people that need, you know, help or advice or reminders and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, well, if you totally, you know, disappear, you know, the Dawa aspect is still something that's relevant, you know, uh, you know, you can't, um, 
you can't just put yourself in a cave and you know think about your own self and everybody not it's not yet we haven't got to that point so you know so then i kind of lean back to our okay let's just post enough so people know we're still alive you know <laughs> so yeah i'm somewhere in between there right about now I see. So, so for example, I'll just use your brother as an example, Muhammad. He has a he has a pretty active YouTube page, and uh, he also posts on Instagram. Now, his YouTube content is mostly about his uh, journey studying in Medina, and uh, a lot of people watch it. It's 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 decently popular. I'm not gonna say he's like the most popular YouTuber or something. But Alhamdulillah, he gets a few thousand views on his videos because they're they're really interesting, and uh, you know. It, and it's good content. It's a good, clean content. He talks about, you know, his, what he's doing in Saudi, studying in Medina, so on and so forth. But, but at the same time, you know, he's he's able to control it and post that. But a lot of times, people will once they start getting the content, or they they start putting the content out there, they start getting the followers. They'll start, you know, putting more, I guess, more content out there which will bring in people maybe it won't be as wholesome i'm not talking about your brother in particular but just in general people will start putting stuff out there which isn't as wholesome because they see maybe what i'm posting as wholesome is getting me three thousand views if i post some trash on there which we would call it trash but they would call it you know something popular or something cool if i put that out there i'll probably be able to get 10 to twenty thousand views now how does a person differentiate or how does a person control themselves to not do something like that how how would you bring, you know if somebody brings you a proposal like ahmed on instagram you post this post you're getting a thousand likes but if you post this this may go against your moral compass if you post this you're going to get 2000 likes and eventually we may be able to monetize your page how would you control yourself from being like look i can't do that i mean it's, it's it, that's not a question for me because i told you i'm a i'm like borderline not even on social media so i mean it's like okay well, number one uh money is not worth my values you know I'm, this is not a question for a you know a 30 year old something person who's already got wife and kids this is like maybe somebody who's in their 20s and trying to make a living you know it'll be a hard question for them but <laughs> i'm not even a candidate for those kind of questions because my social media is not that big so i mean but but you were talking about your morals. They won't let you do that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, it wouldn't be a hard question for me. I'd be like, first of all, where did you get my phone number from? You know, like I I wouldn't be interested in the slightest. <laughs> I would not be interested in the slightest. So it wouldn't be hard. Why 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 do you have those morals? That's what I'm asking. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been built up over time. Like I said, okay. now I don't. You know, you I don't look at the at, at the internet and social media as innocent anymore. You know, I look at it as another pair of eyes is looking at me, and you know, almost like a like uh, not the Terminator, but uh, you know, like a digital version of the Terminator. Like, okay, what is this thing trying to figure out? You know, about me, or what is it? You know, trying to manipulate me to uh, by doing this? Because I mean, like, I can't remember when, but at a certain point, I realized that every single ad that you see, especially in Facebook, is because of something that you clicked. So, like, you know, I I can remember like having a conversation with my wife, like, you know, that's a nice car, and then that car will come in an ad in Facebook, like, oh no, 
no. <laughs> so then you start realizing that the microphone is on, you know, even when you think it's off. Uh, you know, it applies to your smart TV also, you know, or if, if you have the one that you can talk in the remote, the microphone is always on if you turn on the Android Assist. I mean, you realize this thing is watching you and trying to predict your moves and all this kind of stuff. So when I come to social media, it's just like I'm here because I need to be here, but I'm, I'm trying to get off like, you know, as soon as possible because, you know, it's a creepy feeling, man. So when you just just start putting yourself uh, into the thing that, okay, every ad that you see is because of something you click and sometimes or something that you someone that you uh, maybe interacted with or whatever, but mostly, you know, your readings on social media and, you know, websites you visit. So, I mean, you just realize this, this nonstop tracking thing that's happening to you. And then it just, it, it creates an uneasy feeling. I can say that at least for myself, maybe some people don't care, but, but, but so what I was trying to get at from what you said, even though your perspective, your view and your feelings are much different than somebody else's who maybe uses social media to a much higher extent but you said my morals are this way because first of all obviously it doesn't interest you as much but at the same time you were like it's another pair of digital you know like a digital terminator watching you and i know you're always like don't make it you know dark and you know keep it sort of light but but realistically speaking that digital terminator who is watching you is possibly hundreds possibly thousands possibly millions of people watching you each and every move of yours to see when you'll make a mistake. But at the same time, as a Muslim, we shouldn't be afraid of that, just that digital terminator. We should realize that not only are those thousands of eyes watching us, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is also watching us. So of course. whatever of course. we post or put out there, that it may be detrimental maybe to our career or to our social life, yeah. but yeah. it's also detrimental to our akhirah. And, yes. and you know that's that's what I really pulled from what you were saying about your morals. They don't allow you to do it. Everybody's um, morals are different. But what I saw is that even if your morals are all the way out there, you can really reel yourself in and be like, look, that this guy may be a little bit more strict. He doesn't want to put his wife and his kids on there and himself on there. But he's doing it to this extent. I can take that and apply that to my situation and keep myself grounded as well. So that's what I derived from what you said, even though it was a very short sentence of, you know, this goes against my morals. I just derived that much from that. Yeah. And I mean, that's uh, I appreciate you uh, bringing up that point. Um, sometimes we take it as a given, you know, uh, maybe with the background that we have. But yeah, I mean, everything, you know, that we do, everything that we say. Uh, you know, we're worried about if uh, Facebook is recording it, but the reality is that, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is recording, you know, everything that you do and say and listen to and watch recording when you're offline and when you're online, you know, with the with the two angels that you have, you know, that write down all the good and the bad that you do. And, you know, sadly, some people believe that this uh doesn't apply to the internet so it's like when you're on the internet uh, all the uh, good deeds and bad deeds stuff that doesn't apply it only applies when you're off the internet and i can see some kids actually think that as well so you know they're kind of like you know in face to face they're pretty tame or you know reasonable kids but then you know when they get online these guys are like wow like okay what's going on like don't you know this is this is equal to saying it's like no i didn't say anything i just typed it 
know, that still counts, you know, because it was produced by you. You know, if you couldn't talk, you would write anyway. So, I mean, it still goes on your hisab, you know, what you write and things like that. Just like if you write a good Islamic book, you know, the, the khair and the blessings of that will go in your hisab. And if you're going around writing bad comments and stuff like that, that also goes on your uh, hisab. So yeah, getting uh, the younger generation to realize that all the Islamic values uh, apply to your activity on the internet, that, that really applies. I mean, I was just talking to my wife yesterday, you know, we, uh, you know, we, uh, there's some common uh, context that we have, you know, like a sister, like, you know, she wears hijab in public, but then do Instagram live with no hijab on like, what's, 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 what's going on here, <laughs> you know? Um, you know, and yes, uh, you know, like from the house, you know, like, like, you know, like getting ready for the day or something, you know, doing the whole makeup program, like you go in public and you cover it and you go in, uh, in internet and be exposed, you know, and thinking that like, you know, nobody's watching. It's just me and my friends or something. Yeah. There's there's it's more sad, there's more eyes than you think. Yeah, I mean, I think people don't even care. You know, they're just like some some people are like like they really don't care. Some people just really don't care. Like so, yeah, I guess so being an American, you know, we kind of have this whole privacy and stuff like that. But certain people in other countries just like yeah, what so what? <laughs> out there, but yeah, it's like everybody else. Based off of that, but based off of that, what you were just talking about, putting yourself out there. Now, we started off and we started off talking about, you know, friends and talking about quality of friends. Based on that and taking what you just said, I'm going to ask you something. A lot of times people will have friends, people will have followers. And obviously we don't know the qualities, different qualities. But a lot of times you may be doing bad things online and people will basically encourage you. Like a few, a few months ago, there was a, a famous YouTuber. He's Muslim. And uh, he he took a picture, I think, or he had a TikTok of him kissing a girl. And uh, even though he's not considered a very religious figure, a lot of people were not happy with that, including his close friends. So they basically had an intervention with him. They sat him down. They did all of it on YouTube because you know these are YouTubers and these are you know, they do it for the they do it for the gram, so on and so forth. So they sat down with him and they explained to him that look, what you're doing is not acceptable. You can't be doing this, especially in public. Um, obviously, privately, you shouldn't be doing it either. But they were like, look, you can't be doing this in public and posting it on TikTok. They sat him down. And alhamdulillah, due to that, he actually changed course a good bit. I'm not saying he became some, you know, publicly some waliullah, you know, he's sitting in the masjid with the tasbih and just doing dhikr. But he changed his way and he's done some good things since then. And he's giving a little bit of da'wah, so on and so forth. He's changed his way a lot. He's in touch with scholars, so on and so forth. But he was doing something which was not good, which was obviously kissing a female who he's not related to. It's not his wife, you know, and, uh, you know, he's putting it online and they really they took it to heart and they were like, this is not right. And all these guys are Muslim. So a lot of times I may put something out there and people will laugh at it and they'll be like, oh, that's so funny. But it's completely haram. How how damaging is this? When your friends, who are good friends, even as Muslims, they're egging you on to do things which are haram. How how damaging is this in your opinion, or how do you feel about that? You know, it reminds me of that uh, hadith, you know, where it says that, um, you know, the example of a good 
friend and a bad friend is like the example of uh, you know the the blacksmith and the perfume smell uh, perfume seller. So you know the uh, the good friend is like the perfume seller, where you know if you spend time with him, either he will uh, give you uh, some perfume, you know, and you know you'll smell good from that, or even just from being in his company, you know, some of it is gonna, uh, you know, rub off on you. And the example of, you know, the bad friend is like the blacksmith that either he will burn your clothes or you'll come out smelling like smoke uh, as he does. So, uh, you know, this is the same example of friends, which, you know, we learned, you know, when we were kids before there was internet, I was just thinking about before this podcast, I was like, you know, like 50 years from now, we're going to tell our kids, like, we are the last generation of people to experience the world without the internet. (laughs) You know, like, we are the last people who know what dial up was. And it's just, uh, it's crazy, man, but that's going to be a thing, you know, where they kids are going to ask like what was the world like before the internet and we're the only ones who will know <laughs> we'll be the we'll be the only people who can tell what that was you know that's uh that's kind of crazy man i was just thinking about that yesterday because of the topic i was like that could actually that probably if the world continues that will be a future that uh, we may see you know because uh, our kids don't know what the world without the internet is uh, so yeah, anyway, <clears throat> um, you know, so it's just like, you know, these rules apply to life offline and, and they apply to uh, life online. So good friends in the real world, you know, brings positive effects and good friends online also brings positive effects. I used to have friends, they used to say like, oh, Facebook is so bad. I was like, why? It's like, all oh, my friends, they do this and they do that. They do this and they do that. I was like, man, you have bad friends. Like, don't follow them. Because <laughs> I mean, alhamdulillah, like, I, I don't have that. Like, you know, when I open my Facebook, uh, well, previously, you know, it used to be interesting, like people going on vacations in different places. There are people who found a nice book or, you know, saw something like on a TED talk or something like I had pretty, you know, educated, you know, decent people, friends, somebody's posting Islamic reminder. It was a good balance, maybe one or two weird things here and there, but for the most part, it was good. Now it's just like, you know, I, I don't know. You saw the post, just like obituary book, man. I mean, stuff a lot, you know, it's, I, I don't know how how that works, you know. I don't know what I would. I mean, I've I've I think I've done it at least once or twice, but I don't know why. It's like you just post go on Facebook now. It's every like somebody died, somebody died, somebody died, somebody died, somebody got married, somebody had a baby. That's the overwhelming. So it's not really something to look forward to. Like when I open Facebook now, it's like please don't start with somebody died, <laughs> you know. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, who who you hang out with, it, it, it totally uh, affects your whole, uh, you know, your direction in life. You know, that the famous saying of uh, show me who your friends are and I'll show you who you are. Um, so, I mean, if, if, you're, if your main group is or, you know, if the people that are um, giving you all the likes and the comments and things like that aren't really going in the direction in life that you want to be going in, then they're probably, you know, uh, egging you on towards whatever direction they're going in, or if they don't have any direction, they're trying to get you to be directionless too. Maybe not even uh, intentionally, but just 
by osmosis of the way that they live and the way that they're um, acting. So yeah, it's definitely. I mean, you know, and 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 the the thing, you know, with like our younger generation and things like that. Some of us are more connected to our friends online than we are with the friends uh, offline or the friends that are, you know, in other places. Um, so this is a, this is another thing where when 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 kids are mostly connected or you know mostly feeling dear to those that are with them online it's like okay you know what's the alternative you know and then maybe family is not giving them attention you know or uh family is uh too busy or whatever so you know people need connection now you can we can say all the negatives of social media and things like that but why does it live on because people need connection i, I was looking at a, a speech uh other day trying to prepare for this why is it that people won't get off Facebook? You know, there's a huge number of people said, like, if you felt like you wouldn't miss out on anything, would you deactivate your social media? It was like a survey. And a lot of people was like, yeah, you know, I would deactivate it. But is that uh, what they call fear of missing out or FOMO? It's like people are so afraid of what they might miss out on, they just won't uh, deactivate. It also kind of applies to uh, people's subscriptions to all these kind of, uh, you know, Netflix or whatever. Like, people just have a hard time with deactivating or canceling things you know it's easier to sign up for something than it is to cancel it uh but yeah people when when you're when your number one support network is online so you know this becomes uh more of a challenge because you're not going to convince most people to get off of social media but it's more about um being wise about how you use it and knowing that um you know whatever what can I say? <clears throat> Whatever you put out there is going to attract people of that nature. Just put it like that. That's that's the last the last sentence. It's uh, I don't think I've heard it before, but it's really nice. Say that again. You got to say it one more time. I mean, whatever you put out there, whatever you post, yeah. promote, it will attract people of that same nature. Wow, that's uh, I'm just thinking about it. That it's so it's so deep. Because I'm also thinking about, you know, it also relates to nature and animals. And it also relates to us as human beings, where whatever you put out there, like, let's say you put some food out there that's that's uh, any animals eat, you know, for example, squirrels, they'll start coming out. But eventually with the squirrels, you'll get other, you know, raccoons and armadillos and stuff like that. Maybe you don't want those to come out. Sorry, possums, not armadillos. Possums to come out. And and what you've done is you've created the cesspool of a mess that, you know, there's things you didn't want out there. So similarly, if you put something out there, which is content, which shouldn't be out there according to your characteristics and according to your morals. Now, what you've done is you've attracted the bad people to you, people you didn't want to be near you. But now they're going to encourage you to do even more in that direction. Be like, Oh, what you did is so good. Uh, for example, you you went on a. a uh, you went on a date with a girl, a very pretty girl. Now you posted a picture of you hanging out with her and she's, you know, you're wearing your suit and she's wearing her, you know, tiny dress. That's, you know, the common fashion these days. And then people are going to write in your comment section, even your Muslim friends. Great job. Oh, you guys look like a great couple, you know, things like this. People will be encouraging you 
Although they should be discouraging you. They shouldn't, They, you know, even if they don't post in the comment section, I, I'm not a big advocate of, you know, going into the comment section of somebody and being like, this is completely haram. You're going to go to hell and, you know, you might as well get rid of it right now before you burn in hell. If they're a friend of yours, give them a call. Don't don't go into their comment section and tell them they're going to burn in hell. Uh, I, you know, more than anything, you're probably going to push them away rather than bringing them closer. So giving a call and letting a friend know that, yo, bro, this is not, you know, this is not acceptable. This is not good for you, you know, personally, and this is not good for you spiritually may work out better than, you know, going into their comment section and or unfriending them or going into their comment section and, you know, completely obliterating, you know, any and every sort of semblance they have. Yeah, what? for sure. For sure. For sure. I mean, that's basic hikmah that, you know, uh, you give, you know, people recognition and praise in public and you give them admonition and advice in private. So, yeah, the whole uh, trying to... Uh, convince people or argue or debate or whatever via the comment section that's a a very futile thing you know i learned it over the years now i don't engage in that at any <laughs> at any level the comment section is uh just a place full of emotions and randomness and you know you can't get anything really coherent going in the social media comment section, you know, there was uh, the other day. Old. There was a there was a sister. She's a mashallah. She converted to Islam. Her and her husband both. Her husband's been on the podcast as well, and she had posted. Uh, she had commented on a post. It was up in Kentucky or somewhere where they, uh, no, not in Kentucky, Ohio. They busted somebody, and in their car or van, they had like ten thousand, uh, probably a cargo van, ten thousand pounds of uh, marijuana. And they were transporting it, and they busted this person. So I forgot what she wrote. She wrote something. It was, it was, uh, yeah. She wrote that you know they should just legalize it at this point. That's her opinion. And you know, I was like, I was like, but what are you gonna do about this? You know, the weed sniffing dogs, and they'll be unemployed. And I was like, people will be really concerned about that because you know in America, people are more concerned about their dogs' well-being than a human's well-being. <laughs> um, literally, Michael Wick went to jail for seven years. For I don't think he even killed the dogs. I don't know. You know, I'm not trying to disrespect or demean any dogs, but he spent more time in jail for a few dogs being killed than a lot of times people spend in time uh, in jail for killing actual people. And that just that just goes to show you that how twisted society is at this point in time. So, you know, it's just it's. Uh, I wrote that, and somebody took it completely the wrong way. They're like, oh no, they're dogs. They can sniff other things as well. And she's like, he's, just, you know, he's just being funny. And and it, and it just goes to show you, you know, somebody can be a clown on you know Instagram or Facebook, and people may take it the wrong way, or they may find them really funny. And when they find them funny, they'll give a whole new life to it. Like for example, the Straight Pet Podcast tomorrow it goes from 113 or 110 followers to like 10,000 followers, will that change me? That's a question I need to ask myself. And when yeah. I had the, when, when the other day yeah. when we were talking in our in our private conversation, we, well, you know, I'm going to put this out there and it's not like I have a million followers, so it doesn't matter. But you, you said to me that, what is that? <laughs> you never know. It could, it could yeah. blow up overnight, man. Yeah. So you were like, you need to promote yourself as well. And I was like, man, it's so it's so hard for me. It's not something I'm I'm used to, and I don't like to do it. So actually, that same night when I was on the podcast with the Sheikh uh, Mufti Abdul Wahab Wahid, I asked him. I was like, self promotion. 
for the purpose of podcasting for this podcast, should I do it? And he's like, and basically the gist of what he said was, I think you should. He's like, the content you're putting out there is good and it benefits people. He's like, if you don't promote yourself, and he's like, don't take it to an extreme, but if you don't promote yourself, it's not going to get out there like it should. Yeah. And, and basically you opened up my mind to actually ask that question and get an answer. So I was like, look, I need to, I need to start promoting a little bit better about myself, about the podcast, so on and so forth. So the content gets out there and, and you opened up my eyes and you opened up my mind to that. Otherwise, if you wouldn't have said it, I wouldn't have even thought about it. And that was one of the problems I was running into consistently. And, you know, so each and everything which we do online over the course of the conversation, you've highlighted many, many times, especially with the whole, you know, digital hacks where, you know, your thing, your information gets stolen. We should be very careful about what we put out there. And we should be very careful about what we put out there, like you said, for especially professional for a lot of people. And then, you know, emotional and spiritual and physical for people who we deal with. But at the same time, you were talking about quality of the people who you're interacting with and how the people you may interact with may, may be egging you on to do something which is bad for you. But in reality, you should go to somebody who's, you know, maybe a good friend of yours who may be a little bit more guided. I'm not going to say religiously or unreligiously, but guided to a more stable mindset. Be like, look, the content I'm putting out there, is this actually good for me or not? I think it's, it's more about grounded than grounded. guided these oh, days. Yeah, there you, go. Just, you know, I'm people mistaken. that are you know grounded in reality because, I mean, this thing is all superficial. You know what all yeah. the Photoshop pictures and the you know, all, you know, the manipulation, especially on Instagram that happens, it's not even about real. I mean, like a lot of the people that are like super famous on the social media, like, you know, how doctored and, you know, choreographed all of that stuff is, you know, it's not, it's not like, like what you're doing in the podcast. You sit down on the sofa, turn on the microphone, turn on the <laughs> camera and talk, you know, there's no, there's no Steven Spielberg effects happening here. You know, it's, that's just, mm. that's just normal uh, media. But with yeah. these, you know, especially with pictures, I mean, it's so much doctoring, you know, or when people are posting videos, so much work goes into editing. So, I mean, the real people, you know, if you meet them, you know, without all of the special effects and stuff, you know, they probably are quite different. You know, I'm talking about the ones that are very popular and famous, yeah. you know, quite different than, uh, than what you see uh, on the internet, you know? I mean, cause I've met a few slightly, you know, famous people and you know, and you meet them, it's just regular people. But you know, when you have a whole team of folks behind you to make you uh, look really cool, you know, it, it, it has a, a very powerful effect. And I just want to share one story though, not related to that, but related yeah. to what you were saying about how the comment section can get so out of control. So I have one good story. And, you know, at one point, you know, when I was uh, actually more active on Facebook and stuff, you know, I was uh, I somehow was like I was uh, following uh, I was following like new basketball shoes or whatever they were coming out and stuff. Um, and somehow that led me to get like the update really early, like when uh, LeBron James had launched this new shoe. OK. And this is I don't know, this might have been four or five years ago, whatever. So he launched his new shoe and it was like, there was a picture of him, you know, like doing a press release. And like this, this was like, you know, like a, just a couple minutes after it happened. 
So I like I was in a position where I could have been like one of the first 10 comments. So, you know, it wasn't that I wanted to comment on, you know, this to be one of the first, you know, some people, they just want to be the first to comment. First. Uh, yeah, that, that was that was not my interest at all. But what caught my attention was like he was wearing skinny jeans that were like camouflage and it just looked terrible <laughs> to me. You know, it was like skinny camouflage jeans. I mean, it was just LeBron James, like a huge person, you know, like if you're skinny and you wear skinny jeans, it kind of like, you know, goes under the radar. But this guy is humongous. So I wrote like, come on, LeBron, you can do better than this, man. You know, camouflage does not go with skinny jeans. You, it's not, this doesn't suit you. You can do much better than this. And, you know, I thought, hey, this is just me and the internet. No one is going to see this. Nothing's going to happen. I left. I logged out. I went. I don't know. I had lunch, dinner, lived my life. Man, I came back like a few hours later. I had started a war. And somebody got some hate. I did get some support, too. There were some guys oh. like, yeah, I'm ex-military, bro. Don't disrespect the camouflage. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, there was kind of, there was a there was a back and forth. I had some people who were on my side, like, "Yeah, why are you big old grown man wearing skinny jeans?" You know, because it was back when that thing first started to kick off. You know, so there was people that were on my side, but there was uh, there was women too. No, don't you listen to him? You look good. You keep doing what you're doing. So I mean, I that's when I realized like, the, some people, you know, they take these uh, heroes that they have on the internet really seriously, like you know, their success. Like the the success of the celebrity is the success of these people, you know, and this, the well being of the celebrity is the well being of the people. So I mean, actually, we didn't really dive a lot into the the, the key words of our topic today, with you know the the words, the definition, or redefining of friends and followers. But these followers, you know, when they get deep into it, like you know, they 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 want to know what is happening in the life of the person that they follow. Uh, they want to know when they're healthy. They they want to know when they're sick. They want to know when something good happens. They want to know when something bad happens. I mean, the really good ones, you know, they are supporters through and through. Uh, and then other people, you know, they just follow to see what's happening. But I mean, the mentality to be such a follower, you know, that you have that much concern and worry is like, for us, who do we follow? And then now, 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 the, I'm gonna go back and forth between real world following and social media following. Like, who do you follow for real? Like, who do you follow as in imitate, as in try to be like, and uh, you know, uh, yeah, like someone you try to be like and learn from and aspire to. That is supposed to be just one person. You know, which is Prophet Muhammad he's supposed to be the follower of Prophet Muhammad. You know, in the story, and everybody else can file in after that. Parents, teachers, you know, mentors, so on and so forth. But if you're not number one following the Prophet Muhammad then you have your you know priorities mixed up. You know, you uh, you know you probably might not even thought about it. You know, I'm not saying you, but no, no. anyone. Just con conversing, yeah. 
So, you know, this is this is when I don't like the word followers. So when I think you have this many followers, you have this many followers. I mean, like we talk about like how many followers certain prophets will have on the day of judgment. You know, like some prophets will come with no followers, you know, and yeah. some prophet in Prophet Hassan will come with the most followers. So now you, you know, you want to be a follower of somebody or you want to have other people to follow you. Or if you're going to follow someone, where are they going to take you? You know, because when you follow, that means you follow the leader, you know. So this person, you chose them to follow them, you know, where are you asking them to lead you to, you know? And if you are taking followers, you know, where are you leading the followers that you have, you know? So this has to be a kind of responsibility uh, that people need to take into consideration. You have a responsibility to follow responsibly and you have a responsibility that you don't lead people astray because, you know, if you if you have followers and you lead them in the wrong direction, you know, you have to answer for that on the on the day of judgment. So this whole follower thing is, you know, it's uh, it has sensitivity. And then when it comes to the whole friends uh, thing, like, yeah, OK, who are these really your friends? You know, people that you confide in, people that you trust, you know, people that trust you and things like that. That's what a friend is supposed to be. You know, back in the day, you know, we. You beat up, you know, you get beat up or you beat up somebody, you know, you guys have your grudge match, you shake hands afterwards and then you become friends because you kind of know like, okay, this guy's a real dude, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, the back of the day, people used to get into fights and then they, they become really good friends, you know, uh, you know, because you kind of seen the real side of a person. Yeah. Um, but now this friend thing here is just like, you know, it's more like a collectible item, you know, like, uh, like the little Pokemon you got there, you know, just trying to catch them all, you know. So, uh, you know, it's like the race to 5,000 friends in Facebook, you know, and then you have to delete some so you can get some more. So, I mean, you're like, you know, what kind of friends are these, you know? This is, um, this is, this is my friend. Okay. That's good. <laughs> no, this is my son's dinosaur. He's, uh, we thought we lost him for a few weeks and we found him again today or yesterday. Um, He's been happy. Uh, but but no, that's uh, I know that was basically what we were gonna get into. But you know, there was everything we spoke about was related, uh, yeah, to, yeah, to this topic. Yeah. But but one thing I remember, this was back in my time when I was in Atlanta for for his Tafsir Quran myself. Um, that was back when Fifty Cent was famous, or he still was famous. Fifty Cent back in two thousand four, two thousand five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, at, uh, basically the peak of his you know popularity when he was actually producing music. Um, okay. So there was this one MTV thing which they did, and they went to like different villages in India, and they asked people like, "Who is your favorite musician?" And these kids were like, 50 Cent," and you know, just going. Around. I don't know if they actually knew who he was or if he was actually that popular. And they're going around, and you know, he had sort of like this, I guess, cult following of sorts, where people, whether they listened to his music or not, they wanted to be his follower because it was cool to be a 50 cent follower similarly these days people will be on instagram and they will follow these pages of these celebrities even though they may not really you know they're never going to meet them okay maybe one time take a picture you see them somewhere but that may be the extent of you know they're not going to become their best friend but they're you know they're going to follow them to see maybe what they're wearing or where they're going and you know basically maybe live out their desires or live out you know their fantasies through these celebrities and people mm. get phased out by the reality of life. Mm. Like, like they'll see maybe, you know, some Kardashian, you know, the most common, you know, celebrity, I guess, these days, if that's what they are. 
going on a, a, a trip and they're in France or something like that. And, you know, they're sitting on a ship or a boat or a canoe or something. And people will be like, oh, that would be so cool to be able to go like them. Like, no, live your own reality. Don't don't look at them. You know, everything they're doing is, like you said, doctored and fake and filters and stuff like no, that. No, they have, no, they have money. <laughs> That's no, what they have money. <laughs> they have money. I like, yeah. I'm not a supporter of them. I don't watch their show. I've never watched it, but yeah. I saw a few interviews. You know, I always look at it the business side because I think one yeah. of them she became a billionaire. So I always wonder, like, how they get all this money. So I watched yeah. a few, like, ABC interviews. No, they, they got money. They know? have money. Now, yeah now uh, how they got it some of it is questionable this that but you know there's some people they're fake like there's some like rappers okay for example they yeah. do a music video and you see them standing next to a car why well, you think he's standing next to the car and he's not driving the car because he don't own the car okay this is a real thing all the people yeah. dancing in the videos they don't they're not the real friends they paid all of them to come and then after yeah. that they're gonna leave but they're they probably own all of that stuff <laughs> that's not what i was saying is <laughs> they got crazy money but there's there's nothing real about, you know, for us, there's nothing real about what they're doing. It's not like you and me are going to one day get on a ship and, you know, be taking pictures and stuff like that. So hey, living man, out. Hey, 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 what, what's wrong with getting on the boat and taking pictures, man? I like that. That's cool, man. I mean, to the extent of Israf, I don't know. Maybe, you know. I mean, there's no Israf in pictures, bro. The pictures are free. No, not pictures. Not but just, you know, aimlessly, you know, going around to take pictures. I mean, it's called a vacation, bro. That's what you do. You go around <laughs> and you take pictures because you've never okay, been there before. Okay. The point is if you're showing off yeah. how much money you have. Now, if yeah. uh, if you have a good, for example, you have a good Muslim brother yeah. and he has a really nice private yacht. He's like, yo, man, we're going to go yeah. to the Bahamas and we're going to take some pictures. Sure, why not? Exactly. There's nothing yeah. wrong with it. Now, if you said like, hey, I'm going to take a lot of pictures and put yeah. them on social media. And, That's like, what I was getting at. Flex on everybody. Yeah. You know, you want pictures. Okay. Well, you go and put like 50 pictures and, you yeah. know, the way you post the pictures, the, you know, the way you post your picture. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, what, a picture like this. You yeah. Know. You know, if you're, if you're holding up, you know, a glass of who knows what, you know, trying to make yourself look like something else. That's yeah. a different thing. But yeah. You get on the boat, you take some pictures, no problem. Yeah. But the issue is actually, th this is not the issue. The issue with these people that you mentioned that affects yeah. us, you know, our community, and especially, yeah. uh, this is a whole nother topic about, you know, yeah. how it affects guys, how it affects women, you know. These are huge topics, you know. This is yeah. just, you know, it, it's, 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 we've been on here almost an hour. We've barely scratched the surface. But, yeah. I mean, one thing, when you mentioned, why, why are they popular? Because their thing is labeled as reality TV, actually. So that's why people like to watch because it's it's supposedly closer to reality. You know, it's less scripted or whatever. But you know, there's a verse in the Quran, uh, you know, that says, "Don't you know, you know, focus your eyes on what they have been given, yani the non-Muslims, or otherwise have been given from uh, you know these pleasures of the dunya." And I remember one scholar saying, this means that don't, you should not actually spend your time looking at the wealth of other people. You know, how much money this person has, how much money this person has, how many cars this person has. That is, you know, bad for your spiritual well-being. So in that context, if you're looking at how, oh, look how big their house is, oh, look how many cars they have, oh, look how expensive their car, their clothes are, look how, how much jewelry they have, that is that is very bad, and that especially has, uh, you know, 
negative impact on uh, on our sisters. Not to say it doesn't affect brothers. Uh, well, expect it affects everyone. But you know, somehow, you know, women they like to compare each other with each other a lot. So, uh, you know, that stuff trickles down. You know, it trickles down, and then it's like, oh, this person has this, and we don't have that. And this person has. This. I mean, it hap It happens even without social media. You go and visit a friend, and you come back home, and you realize, you know, how <laughs> how nice of a house how you, have you are, or what you don't have, and so on and so forth. Or this person went on vacation and did this, and you know, uh, you know, all this kind of stuff. So looking at other people's dunya and then, uh, you know, letting that seep into your heart to the extent where you're like, oh, I want that or why don't I have that? Or how, how can I get this and that and the other? That's where the danger comes. And there's a lot of that in social media. There's a huge amount of that. That, that whole, you know, showing off what you have, where you've been, this, that, this whole showing off thing, you know, of, you know, your whatever you have of worldly things, money, travels you know, uh, possessions, this, you know, it has a, a negative effect. And then it also has that whole, you know, the whole looks and appearances thing, especially with, uh, you know, with young girls, that is a huge, huge, uh, huge issue. Uh, pitfall or I don't know what you can call it, but it's a, it's a trap, you know, yeah. it's a danger zone. Uh, and that, that, you know, this happens, but I mean, it's all about, you know, all these problems, somewhat comes to us but it's it's much more heavily magnified for the younger you know especially this generation z as i told you they already i think 20 percent of the world and growing like because they've been born with the internet you know you know they've been born with it or they had internet since like five years old or whatever you know we were lucky like you know internet was slow when we were like 15 or whatever so you couldn't do so much damage <laughs> and plus yeah. there wasn't any uh, social media but you know all of these levers and you know buttons and stuff like that you know all these things that are pulling uh you know pulling us in so many different directions these kids are starting at it with like eight nine years old you know like the worst thing we have you know you might just get addicted to your playstation or your game boy or whatever but at least you know you're only in that little world you know it's not people like you know live action playing with your brain uh like you have to watch this documentary social dilemma if you haven't watched it already uh, no i haven't seen it yet you, you okay let's cancel this uh, podcast go watch it and we'll do the podcast again <laughs> inshallah, inshallah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, I, it's that it's it's mandatory watch like we we can't we can't go further we can but we can't properly go into this topic until you watch that and there's some others as well but at least watch that social dilemma okay I mean, it's still a weekend for you in, in America. Okay. I have to go to work today because I'm in Bahrain Sunday. <laughs> you have to go to work a little bit. Yes, no, sorry, I'm taking up too much of your time. <laughs> no, it's okay. But since since you're in the weekend, watch it this weekend, bro, and, and let's discuss it afterwards, inshallah. Okay, inshallah. Um, but Jazakallah Khair Ahmed for your time. Do you have any parting wisdom and advice for us? It's, not, it's, 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 uh, it's hard to part with something or end of something because, I mean, like I said, we're just – we're just scratching the surface, you know. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's just the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu said, You know, the Prophet said that that a man or a person, a person follows the the deen, yeah, you can say religion or you can say way of life, uh, of the person who is Khalil, 
Khalil is more than a friend. Like, you know, in Arabic, the friendship is, uh, it has various levels. You have, you have Sadiq, you have Rafiq, you have Khalil, you have Sahib, you have so many, like Arabic, they, they really broke down this. So Khalil is someone who is your close companion. It's not just friend, you know, but someone who is your close companion, someone, you know, who's, who's dear to your heart. So that's why Ibrahim is Khalilullah. Why? Because, you know, it's, it's close to the heart. So it's uh, Prophet So be aware and be careful of who you put in that position of your Khalil. So yeah, I mean this this applies the same, you know, on your social media. Like I don't know who's that person you keep, you know, checking their profile or you keep uh, watching them or keep uh, interacting with whoever you spend time time with uh, in uh, in in larger amounts whoever you get closer with you know share your deeper feelings thoughts emotions whatever uh be careful who that person is because you know if 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 you are you know inclined to them you know more so than they're inclined to you then you will get pulled in whatever direction uh of life that that person is going so be careful. This is advice from the Prophet. You know, this is best that I that's if you want me to close with something, I can't close with anything uh better than the Quran and Sunnah. So no, absolutely I'll say that. beautiful. And uh, you know, there, there's so much the topic and academic wise, social wise, there's so much to be said, but you know, I can end with that and just say that, you know, inshallah, we should continue. But uh, you know, there there's there's a good amount of research actually that we should do. Yeah. and come back to this and inshallah. maybe even have some case studies and stuff and uh yeah inshallah uh, keep the discussion going uh, if if uh, if that suits uh your plan inshallah inshallah most definitely but jazakallah khair for your time and i know you have to get to work so i really appreciate you taking time out of your morning where you could have been resting or doing something else um i really appreciate you giving your time and i really appreciate you giving time out of your time with your family as well Jazakallah khair. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep you and your family safe uh, throughout these trying Thank times you. and keep everybody all around the world safe. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, brother. Yeah, Same brother. for you, inshallah. Barakallah. Inshallah. Thank you so much for doing this. And uh, inshallah, hopefully uh, we'll do it again. Inshallah. As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaykum as-salamu alaykum wa barakatuh.